Changing Lanes, the official podcast of BMW. Welcome to this episode of Changing Lanes, the official podcast of BMW. My name is Jonathan, tech geek, fan of fun facts, and speed freak with cars and the internet. And I'm Sarah, road trip junkie, carpool karaoke queen, and fan of driving with the top down. Hey, Sarah, you know what boggles my mind? Uh, no idea, Jonathan. I'm a kind of afraid to ask, though. <laughs> um, it's time travel. Uh-huh. Time no, travel? No, no, seriously. <laughs> there are all these movies about time travel and theories and ideas, and truly, it keeps me up at night wondering if it's actually possible. Nah, I don't think it's possible. Well, at least not yet. But, you know, what if we thought about something more tangible, like the latest trends that emerge on the market? There has to be at least some future thinking going on there, right? Exactly. Right. Okay, well, that really fits with today's podcast because we're going to be talking about five trends in urban mobility. That's right. We're putting our futuristic goggles on for you to peer into the unknown to see what trends will emerge on the urban streets. Well, slow down a minute there, Jonathan. You know, to be able to see into the future, especially when it comes to trends, you first have to take a look back into the past. So, for example, let's look at London in the year 1800. Oh, wow. This sounds like a history lesson. Yeah, listen up. So, <laughs> London was one of the three largest cities in the world, and it managed to break through the one million population mark. A dense network of railway lines allowed commuters from the surrounding areas to work in the city center. So that means areas that were once rural now merged with the city. But in the center, horse-drawn carriages were creating traffic jams in the streets. After all, that was the main means of transportation back then. Well, by building the world's first underground railway network in 1860, the city wanted to master the challenge of subways. And only 40 years later, in 1900, London, with its uh, roughly 6.7 million inhabitants, was by far the largest city in the world. Ah, uh, okay. All right, now I gotcha. So seeing the trends that happened in the past, like in this instance with London transforming from horse-drawn carriages to the London Underground— and along with its population increase of almost like seven times what within like 40 years, we can now predict the future trends more accurately, right? Precisely, precisely. Awesome. Okay, so now let's jump cut to the present moment. So with over 500 megacities worldwide, now a megacity means it has more than 10 million people. So with over 500 megacities worldwide nowadays, a network of underground trains, that's not enough to free up traffic jams and lower the number of cars on the roads. And uh, let's not even talk about the noise and the pollution that they bring. Well, here's the good news. There are promising trends and solutions for the urban mobility of tomorrow. So here are our five trends in urban mobility. Let's start with trend number one, which is e-vehicles, so electric vehicles. They'll improve urban mobility with a buzz. We all know how regular combustion engines are just not good for the environment. But with electromobility, the future is looking bright with better air quality. 
Exactly. Now, this quiet, buzzing development can make a crucial contribution to the environment and also the cities that we live in. So take Amsterdam for an example. If you buy an electric vehicle in Amsterdam, but you might not have your own parking spot with an electricity connection, the city of Amsterdam will build you a public charging station nearby for free. They started with 300 charging stations in 2011, but the number has already grown to 2,400 by 2018. And the charging station network is expected to swell to 4,000 electricity points. Hmm, that sounds a bit similar to London in the 1800s. Yes, it does. Well, battery-powered vehicles are already able to travel several hundred kilometers. That's a big improvement from just a few years ago. And the expansion of the charging station infrastructure in cities around the world is progressing fast. So you could say Amsterdam set that trend. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to trend number two, car sharing instead of ownership. Well, talk about mobility on demand. I know, right? So this is a no-brainer. Urban mobility of the future is electric. But that still doesn't tackle the problem of traffic jams in congested cities. So, Sarah, did you know that up to 40% of inner-city traffic is just people in their cars looking for parking spaces? Oh, my God. You know... I didn't know that statistic, but seriously, here in Berlin, looking around at how people are constantly looking for parking spots, I believe it. I mean, it's crazy. 40%. Just the other day, I was delivering a potted plant to a friend's house, and it's this big potted plant, and she has a better green thumb than I do. This plant was dying, and she was wanting to take care of it. So I needed my car to transport this huge plant. Now, the drive to her house took like, I don't know, five minutes. The search for a parking spot took 30. It was ridiculous. I was getting so upset. So if people start to share cars, this means two things. Number one, fewer parking spaces are required. And number two, urban mobility improves. And how about this fun fact? At the end of 2011 in Europe, there were only 700,000 car sharing users. It's estimated that by the end of 2020, there will be around 15 million. Wow, that's a lot of people. Car sharing definitely sounds like a trend, especially for younger drivers who value mobility over car ownership. And you know, Jonathan, car sharing is just so easy to access using an app. You just find the closest car sharing vehicle, book it, and you're ready to go. And along the lines of car sharing, a new trend in America is emerging called ride hailing. Ride hailing? What's that? Well, ride-hailing is when you can find and book a private ride-share using an app. In the autumn of 2018, 36% of American adults said that they had used a ride-hailing service before. Oh, okay. Well, I know I have. Yeah, most definitely, like an Uber or a Lyft or... Exactly, yeah. ...or something like that. So that's ride-hailing. Cool. All right, let's move on to trend number three, which is autonomous driving. That's where you let the car do the work. <laughs> and for the podcast listener tuning in, we've already dedicated two whole podcast episodes to autonomous driving. So make sure to go back and listen to it if you want to take a deeper dive. Okay, back to you, Sarah. All right. So as a car sharing user, you still, of course, have to make your way to the car. But in the not too distant future, your vehicle could already be able to drive to you as if it's being steered by a ghost. Okay, okay, okay. This sounds a little bit creepy, like a creepy science fiction movie with a possessed car. 
But it's anything but that. The road to autonomous driving leads through five levels, with levels one and two already installed in most vehicles today with features like cruise control and automated braking systems. Yeah, level three of autonomous driving is now being designed not only with test vehicles and current operation, but making highly automated driving in traffic suitable for everyday use. And this, in turn, improves urban mobility. And levels four and five of autonomous driving are all about getting to full automation of the vehicle while focusing intently on everyone's safety inside and outside the car. And we could go on and on about how super futuristic it is. But as I said before, we've done two whole podcast episodes on autonomous driving. So feel free to check it out. Yeah, make sure you do that. But for now, let's focus on the benefits of autonomous driving, especially when it comes to urban mobility. So that means fewer parking spaces, more green spaces for cities, and traffic jams could be a thing of the past. With a focus on a safe and gradual transition, autonomous driving definitely is a major trend to keep an eye out for. Guys, autonomous driving truly is the future. And trend number four will also stick its claim to the future, and that is car-to-X communication. Uh, sorry? Can uh, can you explain that? And perhaps to the unknowing podcast listener who's also scratching their head? Yes, of course, most definitely. So car-to-X communication is when everything communicates with everything and everyone. Okay, um, go on. Okay, so car-to-X, or some people call it connected cars, well, they can connect in real time both with each other, so that's car-to-car, and with objects in their environment, for example, with mobile devices or mobile networks, which is called car-to-mobile. Okay, so they can all communicate with each other? Yep, exactly. So let me give you an example of autonomous driving from the trend number three, right? While driving autonomously along the road with other autonomous vehicles, the vehicles join together to form a convoy and act like a single vehicle. Oh my gosh, that really sounds futuristic. I know, right? So this convoy of autonomous vehicles can simultaneously accelerate or slowly brake as one unit, which optimizes traffic flow. Pretty cool, right? Yeah, totally. And already today, certain models can interact with other vehicles or objects from their environment, like when you get an alert saying, traffic jam ahead, or careful, black ice ahead. Like We've all gotten those notifications. So the more cars that are equipped with this technology, the more accidents can be avoided. Yeah, you know, I read recently that in the city of Wuchi in China, Around 1.8 million vehicles make their way around the metropolis with cars, buses, traffic lights, and signs all communicating with each other. Wait, what? Really? Yeah, yeah. And there's a sophisticated traffic light system that continuously analyzes and optimizes the flow of traffic. It even lets the driver know how long the lights will be green for. Wow. So I guess you heard it here, folks. The future is now. So last but not least, we have trend number five, which is urban mobility and public transport. Now, as Sarah told us at the beginning of the podcast, London already realized in the 19th century that public transport plays a key role in city mobility. But now in the present, underground transportation in the metropolises of the world, they're jam-packed. That's why 
we have the return of Ding Ding the Bicycle. How very hipster. <laughs> A hipster indeed. You know, bike sharing is conquering the streets of lots of major cities around the world. Just think about it. Instead of taking up the entire lane with your car, you can travel within the narrowest of spaces on a bike, which is really useful for a lot of European cities that have really narrow streets. Exactly. And the same thing goes for e-scooters, which is also a great way to simplify mobility in urban environments. But hang on, let's think even bigger. Autonomous e-shuttle buses, drone taxis taking over public transport. You mean like autonomous driving taxis on the street, right? Mm-mm, Jonathan. I mean drone taxis that take to the air. Whoa, what? Yeah, listen. In light (laughs) of the congested city centers, the conquest of airspace seems to be a logical next step. Drone taxis will actually begin trial operations in Dubai, in Los Angeles, Dallas, and Singapore. Commercial use is scheduled from the year 2023, which is not that far off in the future. Well, in the beginning, pilots are still responsible for the steering, but the race for the first city in the world with autonomously flying drone taxis has already begun. Uh, I... Jonathan, uh, are you okay? Uh, I, I, I really think for the first time I'm actually speechless. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really are mind-boggled, aren't you? Uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, listen, this is the reality that's not too far off in the future. All right, everyone, there you have it. Our top five trends for urban mobility. E-vehicles, car sharing, autonomous driving, car-to-X communication. And local public transport taking flight. Well, well, slow down there a bit. (laughs) Let's just say local public transport integrating the four trends we mentioned into something safe and environmentally friendly for big cities. Exactly, exactly. Now, I don't know about you, Sarah, but I feel like I've been on a trip to the future even without a time machine. See? So maybe time travel is actually possible. I guess you just have to put your mind to it. So thanks, everyone, for listening to this week's episode of Changing Lanes. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe to our podcast for future episodes. And to dive deeper into all things BMW, do head over to our website. That's bmw.com to learn a lot more. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Sarah. And this has been Changing Lanes. See you next time. 